0: Every day is filled with choices. You're here because you're choosing to start with a win. Get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and connect with the win nation.
1: And welcome to Start With A Win. Adam Canto, CEO of REMAX here. And uh, in the virtual studio today, I have producer Mark. How you doing, buddy? As always, I am doing fantastic. I love it. I love it. We have a a very distinguished guest on with us today. We have the president of the National Association of Realtors, the amazing Vince Malta. How are you doing, Vince? Doing great, Adam. Thank you for allowing me to be with you and your listeners today. Hey, it's our pleasure, and we appreciate your time. We know you are super Busy. That is uh, an amazing organization that you are running. Just a little bit about Vince. He's a third generation realtor and the CEO and broker of Malta and Company, which is based in San Francisco, one of my favorite cities on this planet. Vince has done everything from testifying before Congress multiple times on behalf of National Association of Realtors. I'm sure that's really interesting doing that as well as you've served on the board of directors for National Association of Realtors from 2002. And then you were the 2010 and 11 vice president of government affairs, as well as, I love this, huge congratulations on this. You were awarded Realtor of the Year for the state of California in 2007. So Vince, we're super happy to have you here. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Vince, can you tell us what is the mission of the National Association of Realtors for those on the show that are maybe not realtors?
0: So two years ago, we started a process transforming the National Association of Realtors. And so late last year, the leadership team approved a new mission and vision statement. And it basically explains that our mission is to empower realtors as they preserve, protect, and advance the right to real property for all. And uh, I think that encapsulates what our organization wants to be our vision to be a trusted ally guiding our members and those through the ever-evolving real estate landscape. So it's more of an empowerment statement.
1: You know, it touches on so many of the things that that we talk about as much as we possibly can when it comes to fair housing and equality and being an amazing part of the community. And we, we talk about Realtor. Tell any of our, our uh, listeners out there that are not in the real estate space, what is a Realtor?
0: Okay, Realtor is uh, a member of an organization that subscribes to a code of ethics. So basically, there are real estate agents out there, meaning that they're licensed to practice real estate. But if they want to be a Realtor, not all real estate agents are Realtors, they have to join the state and local and National Association of Realtors and subscribe to the code of ethics. And with that, it provides them a lot of services that non-Realtors don't have access to. So it's quite meaningful in,
1: in our uh, industry space. You know, part of REMAX is we require people to be a member of the National Association of Realtors. That is an important part of, of our philosophy is, in our values is your code of ethics. So uh, we, we so much appreciate all that you do. So Vince, this has been an interesting beginning of the year. You know, your, your presidential year took an unexpected turn to say the least you know, you're you're running a huge business in an interesting time with with COVID and and all of the the different society discussions that are going on, and and frankly are are needed so much. What have you learned in, during this time as as both you're a business owner and you're also a leader of a 1.4 million member organization? How do you, how do you balance that with everything going on? So yeah,
0: we're, we're volunteers. So I am not staff of the National Association of Realtors. So I'm a broker in San Francisco. And um, there is no realtor playbook for global pandemics. So this is something we've been writing with our local, state, and national associations as we move forward. And I'm very proud to say that in my over 40 years of experience in the associations, uh, that I've never seen more done in such little time for our members, our industry, and for consumers. And uh, that says quite a lot. And so this translates very simply that something I'm very proud of. As a Realtor, our members are resilient, they adapt, and this has really shown how that is. Imagine for a moment if we were in the airline, the restaurant, or the hotel industry, and what that will look like years from now. It's gonna be a very slow change. Realtors over the last several months have employed virtual tools so that they can still conduct business and keep people safe Uh, We have been deemed an essential service and allowed to be doing what we do and keeping people safe. As a practitioner in San Francisco, I was finding space, rentals and homeownership space for people that worked in emergency care. And they needed a very different type of place to live during this period of time so they can keep their families or their friends safe moving forward. So very proud that we were deemed essential and that we treated people in doing business, keeping our clients uh, safe through the process. So I
1: think it's a huge testament to what we do. Absolutely, and uh, you know, you hear not everywhere real estate and, and realtors were deemed essential. You know, there were some places where they were not deemed essential. Let's let's unpack that just a little bit more because I think this is really important in shelter. Is a, a primary need of human beings. I mean, you, you need food, you need water, you need oxygen, you need shelter to Absolutely. keep you out of the elements, to have a, you know, your, your family has to have a place to eat at night. That was actually something that uh, National Association of Realtors really pushed for. And uh, us at REMAX as an organization uh, signed on to that uh, as well, obviously. So, can you tell us about, you know, just talk about, why is that essential? Because some people were wondering about that.
0: Okay. So what we did at the national level is we we were able to have guidelines made at the national level that state and local communities could follow and adhere to or not. And so that's why some states, uh, what comes to mind right away is Pennsylvania, was deemed uh, a non-essential state. Okay. Uh, the concern being the public health and welfare, their concerns on that, and putting it above what they might consider a business interest. But what we provide, and I think you're, you're alluding to, is the fact that when you have an, uh, an order for shelter in place, that really shows that it is essential that people are in a secure place. And that's why we were able and deemed uh, essential through this process. And we were able to demonstrate that we can do this while keeping people safe. And so that's a very, very important distinction. A lot of a lot of businesses really couldn't do that because so much was unknown. But because we're working for virtual tools such as eNotary, uh, so that we could have virtual closings, all of those things were very important. We showed properties where we can go into the property, have our phones, show people at home where they're on their computer, show them the properties. So we were able to employ these tools and able to move forward. And that's why I believe, and uh, NAR believes that realtors will be a big part of our economic recovery as we move forward as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know the two things that I that I heard out of that are: is it safe, and does it help? And those are really the the two concepts that National Association of Realtors was really looking at over and over again as you watched this thing unfold. I mean, from, from my perspective, I, you know, safety was number one concern in this whole thing. Sure. Number one concern. And then second, does it help? Because if it's safe, but it doesn't help, then why do it? But we had to, and I, I love what you're talking about with, um, you know, you had healthcare workers who couldn't, you know, they, they would get on an airplane and go fly somewhere and they needed a rental place or someplace to live, or they needed to live separate from their families so we
0: were able to secure them rentals in their in their area so that they can get through this time. There were realtors even donating their mobile homes so that the, those care workers could park that mobile home in their driveway, be near their family, and yet keep that distance from them. So very proud of our realtor members and very proud of what we do uh, for our communities.
1: Let's talk about kind of coming out of this. We've we've seen some changes occur in how the real estate transaction. I don't want to say functionally works because the contracts are generally the same, but how we're kind of digitizing around this. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in, in the changes of the, the real estate environment as we emerge from COVID?
0: Right. And, and and let me preface
1: this by saying
0: that all real estate markets vary by uh, community that you're in. So what I might say may apply differently in Colorado or Idaho or Montana or New York or New Jersey. Okay, so it all varies. So to a a varying degree. But what we're seeing is this in person, uh, very in person transaction turning into more virtual. So let's just take the showing of the property, open houses. So in some communities, we're not going to see open houses, uh, like we've seen before. So open houses, In some communities, maybe by appointment may look like getting into a Trader Joe's where people are standing at the door six feet apart and waiting for their turn to go through the property, wearing booties, wearing a mask, okay, not touching things that we normally would be touching. So that is probably what we're going to be experiencing uh, in some areas for the foreseeable future. There are some areas, they're not going to allow open houses at all and it will be only by appointment, um, and if the property is, let's say, tenant-occupied, may be done virtually. So, very proud, again, that we adapt to the situation. We're problem solvers. That's why we're there. And so, we're going to find, as we move forward from this unknown to more known, this hybrid version of in-person and virtual as we move forward. And there, there are many electronic signature types. So, what's what's not new is you know, the signing of a contract does not need to be done in person. We're finding closings do not need to be done in person, and the question I get a lot is, "Well, does that mean that we're less relevant as we move forward? Is technology really replacing us?" And I, I quite simply say, "No. Technology is uh, allowing us to have a deeper engagement with our client. Look, I'm here talking with you right now. As president of the National Association of Realtors, I could only travel so far." But by use of technology, I'm able to have a deeper engagement with my membership, and we will have a deeper engagement with our clients when we utilize these tools. So I'm very anxious about looking to the future because it it holds a lot of positive aspects. And what is it the old expression? You know, necessity is the mother of all invention. Well, this necessity has really put this in hypergear. We'll we'll find out what that is going to look like at the other end of this but it's not going to go away. I don't want to overuse this phrase. This is the new norm. Okay. Well, I've asked when is business going to get back to usual? (laughs) This is the new usual. Okay. And we're going to learn from it. And I think that consumers will have different expectations on their side as well.
1: So here we are. Yeah. I I think the new, the new norm is agility. And that that is, that's something that has definitely been demonstrated in, in the real estate industry with regards to all those different things you're talking about it, it was and i i love the people in our space because you're right 100% you meant you hit the nail on the head they're problem solvers and they've always been problem solvers because there's there's really no such thing as a really smooth real estate transaction there's always something you find because every property is unique every buyer is unique every seller is unique i mean this is the reality of it it's, it's not a commodity. To take those problem-solving skills and, and go into a pandemic situation and adapt those problem-solving skills in order to be safe and get the transaction done, I actually think you need a, a better expert than you needed before because they have to be more concise about uh, making sure that the, the deal flow, all the different things that happen in a transaction, like the appraisal, the inspection, things like that are adapted to protect the consumer. And that's the job of the real estate agent, the realtor. Right. I, I think it's up the game a little bit.
0: Yeah. And it's managing expectations. I think our clients are expecting something. You know, what we're dealing with right now is a huge inventory shortage across the United States. So we also need to show sellers, okay, and managing the expectation that uh, in today's market, they can realize uh, a good price for their property because of historically low interest rates, that we can get the job done. So we need that inventory level to go up. Because I have to say, there's a lot of pent-up demand. I'm not trying to sound like a commercial. This is just reality as to what I'm hearing all over the United States. So all of those things, we need to educate the public regarding as well, because their expectations may be very different than the reality out there.
1: Oh, totally. I, I completely agree. And you talk about the pent-up demand and really not setting unrealistic expectations at all, because we've got all these surveys. I mean, uh, the, the beauty of National Association of Realtors is your survey capability as well, because you guys can go out and figure out, okay, what does the market look like on the reemergence from this? What's mid-year? What's Q3, Q4 going to look like this year? You have a great economist, uh, Lawrence Yoon, and just what the capabilities are there. So um, tell me, I have a mindset of abundance. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the opportunity here. Can you tell me what you see as the opportunity in the real estate market right now?
0: So uh, there, there are lots of opportunities. The, the first one being is uh, differentiating yourself as an agent uh, to show clients what you're doing and how you've responded. And the first thing to do, and I've been telling agents to do this, that people have been in their homes now or their properties for three months. They're looking at them differently. They're looking: is this the right property for me? You know, do I have enough office space? Because you know what, I'm going to be working out of my home. You know, I can't go to my gym anymore. Do I have gym space? My kids can't go to school. Do I have? uh, Am I in an area that I have adequate internet access to? Because that's how we're going to be getting things. So they're doing some searching, and this is a good time to be reaching out with them to seeing how they're doing. That in itself is a great opportunity. And and the other opportunities that that we have are to explain this new world to them, what's available to them. Some people might be having difficulty making their mortgage. They don't know that they should be contacting their servicer or lender and that there might be some forbearance programs available to them. So this is the time you really could show you are the trusted counselor uh, and build that relationship. Because this has been such a dynamic period of time for people they will remember you more now for what you do and are not doing for them. So this is that opportunity to reach out. And I hope we're doing that. I, I know a lot of agents across the country are really doing Heck, they don't know that I'm a realtor and I'm getting those calls. I'm getting those. And, and I'm, I'm really happy to receive them because they're doing, I think, what they should be doing for their communities.
1: I love that. The things that you say really demonstrate this emotional connection to the community that all of the members have. This is probably one of the most unique business opportunities and careers, jobs, whatever you want to call it in society, because you get to help build a community. You're such an integrated part of that community that it's, I feel like it's a very emotional connection. You're just not out doing transactions. You are helping people with their dreams, with their families, with their futures, things like that. And you know, it's it's amazing. Which which kind of brings me to my next uh, point here. We we get to celebrate this because June is National Homeownership Month. So, what does this mean to being you, the the president of the National Association of Realtors? I mean, what and what advice do you have for potential home buyers and sellers during this month?
0: Okay, so this, as you say, uh, is an opportunity to celebrate homeownership, and we're doing this a variety of ways. So share. Homeownership Month, social content from Homeownership Matters, which I think is important. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, use the hashtag creating home in your social posts. Uh, Submit stories uh, in your life of who's proud of their home. Uh, Just from a very personal level, as the president of the National Association of Tours, I'm on the road a tremendous amount. I was scheduled to be on the road 28 days in March, 26 days in April, and almost... All uh, 31 days in the month of May. Wow. I have been in my home every single one of those days post-COVID-19, okay? So if there ever was an appreciation for your home, this has been it because this has been my rock. Uh, And I imagine homeowners across the United States have similar stories as to what their home means to them right now. So share that content because... I think we have a much say, greater appreciation than ever. So I, this really means a lot uh, to Americans, I think more than any other time as we've seen.
1: I, I, I love this so much. It's interesting because I had, uh, I'm in Denver area and we've started allowing people to go out and do certain things like um, you can order window shades now. And I needed a new window shade for my, my little video studio that I'm here in my basement and the uh, the gentleman showed up and I said, how's business? He said, we have never been busier. We have never been busier because people are doing so much in their houses, either because they're upgrading them or they're preparing them to sell them because they want something different that they they just figured out over the last 10 weeks that they want. And that's, that's understandable because we have kids that are going to be doing homeschooling more or we have you know just different dynamics for jobs, work from home, things like that. So I think we're going to see a lot of adjustment in uh, how houses, I hear smart and safe or smart and healthy or, you know, things like that in talking about different home design now. So it's certainly an evolving space. Pretty cool. But Vince, I have a, I have a question I ask everybody who's on the show and I get some amazing answers. I'm sure you have one as well. How do you start your day with a win? I start my day with a win by doing some personal exercise, especially
0: now that I don't have a gym. My exercise involves my floor. So it's either sit-ups, push-ups, doing a run around the block, getting on my bike. (laughs) Try going out and buying a bike right now. It is amazing. You can't find one. But it's doing something physically to get breathing in the morning, And it's so important that you keep yourself well. So many people are depending on what you do. It starts with you, and then you could help a multitude of other people. So that's how I get my day with a win. If I say I've worked out, I feel good, then I'm able to do the 10 Zoom calls a day and protect myself from Zoom fatigue a lot better.
1: I love it. I I love how you tie up the the fitness, happiness, and business there because those things all play together so related, So So true. Vince Malta, President, National Association of Realtors, a great man, great human being, doing so much for all the communities around the U.S. as the President of National Association of Realtors. Um, Be sure to check them out. Vince, where online can we find National Association of Realtors?
0: Well, you can find them at slash. Coronavirus. And that's for all the resources in relating to what we talked about today. But again, it's just NAR.realtor. But if you want to know more about coronavirus, everything, advocacy, etc slash coronavirus, it's all there for you. It's updated regularly.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. I know our audience got a lot out of this. Bench Malta, we appreciate all that you do. And thank you for what you're doing. Very much appreciated.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Start With a Win. If you'd like to ask Adam a question or potentially be on our next episode, give us a call and leave us a message at 888-581-4430. Don't forget to go into iTunes and subscribe, write a review, and rate the show. For more great content, head over to StartWithaWin.com, follow Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and remember, Start With a Win.